The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, it's just about going uh, 20 past five. If you've just joined us, welcome to the 101.9 High FM Afternoon Overdrive. Joining us on the line now is Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. <laughs> Always a pleasure to talk to you. Indeed. Well, uh, it seems as if uh, the dust has somewhat settled in that part of the world. Uh, let's hope it's not a calm before a storm, which we don't want. So negotiations are now happening on the judicial process. What is the latest coming out from Israel right now? Well, we haven't been given any readouts from the negotiation process, but last night President Herzog, who as the Prime Minister uh, announced the pause on the overhauls of the judicial system, said that his residence is open for anybody who wants to talk, and he's certainly making good on those promises. So last night he began to consult with the negotiating teams from the opposition and from the coalition. Now, during the course of today, he has met with smaller factions in the Knesset, uh, parties like Ra'am, the joint Arab list, Meretz, uh, Balad, those that you know not haven't necessarily crossed the threshold but are still representative um, in the Knesset. And it's, uh, this is hugely important because the president wants to get the measure of all of Israel's citizens. You know, one of the criticisms of these proposed judicial reforms is that they're being jammed through very quickly uh, and that while probably a majority of the country supports some kind of reform, I just want to, you know, reiterate some kind of reform, the draft of these current reforms are not what the majority want. You know, we can agree on issues like the selection of judges, but some of the more controversial issues such as the override clause is not something that enjoys the support of the majority of the country. So the president within his very limited capacity, but making good on his promise, is listening to, to everybody's side to get a perspective so that should these overhauls go through, uh, there has been a broad-based consensus. Roland, I was looking at a report earlier on uh, indicating that at least 52% uh, of Israelis believe there is no chance whatsoever of a compromise. Well, what, what are you making of, that, of, the, of these feelings so far on these, uh, you know, like on the ground... Uh, shall we say, uh, rumblings. You could uh, define it as such. Okay, and this goes back to a point that I raised the other day when I spoke mm. about covering these issues uh, because I, I have seen the messages coming into the station that, um, you know, we, when reporters like us give the, the news on the ground, people take that as pushing a, a personal agenda, and we're mm. not. We're, we're giving an indication of what Israelis feel. And as, as you've just mentioned, 52% are, are, are skeptical. Right. The, the mood in the country at the moment is a lot of reticence to trust the prime minister. The, uh, there is a lot of questioning how the Prime Minister has almost become his own worst enemy throughout this whole process. Uh, and it's something we're certainly seeing coming out through some of uh, the staunchest supporters we've seen coming out of the Likud faction. Uh, we've heard from the opposition as expected, Yair Lapid saying, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't 
believe that Netanyahu wouldn't get up to his usual tricks. We mm-hmm. saw a, um, a message from Yariv Levine, the justice minister, earlier today, also kind of indicating that, you know, uh, as soon as Pesach uh, passes and the first sitting of the Knesset happens, we're going to push through those reforms. Now, that gets... Uh, the ordinary Israeli citizen from the left to the right and everybody in between who has been demonstrating and voicing their concerns, very, very concerned. Indeed. Uh, let's see. All right. We can, all we can say, once again, I seem to be repeating myself. All we can see is what, what transpires from all these uh, developments happening at the moment regarding negotiations on the judicial process. Something I ran by you earlier on about, um, how do, about things, how are things looking at religious sites, given what's been, what's been, what's transpired in the last week with demonstrations and uprisings and what have you? Looking at religious sites at the moment, uh, was there any attempt to disrupt prayer proceedings and inflame social and religious r- relations? There have been minor, minor, minor incidents. But for the most part, the uh, Ramadan has gone off smoothly, peacefully. Uh, we were all watching on Friday to see whether or not the first uh, Friday prayers of Ramadan would proceed uh, peacefully. And they did. You know, there, there's barely been a, a blip in the, in the news. We had an issue uh, of Palestinian groups clashing uh, last week. But so far, everything's been relatively peaceful. Well, let's hope it uh, remains that way. Uh, really, let's look now at uh, Israel moving closer to joining the U.S. Uh, visa waiver program. What's the latest there? Well, Israelis at the moment need a visa to travel to the United States, and there has been negotiation happening over uh, a number of years to admit Israel to the U.S. A visa waiver program that we wouldn't need a, a visa. Now, a couple of days ago, it was announced that uh, the Israeli authorities would be giving the American authorities access to uh, fingerprints, etc. And uh, today, the Prime Minister announced that as of September, Israelis will no longer require a visa to travel to the United States, that we will be joining the mm-hmm. visa waiver program. Rolin, let's stay with the, you know, with the United States and uh, looking mm-hmm. at um, you know, the situation with America. Biden saying no visits uh, immediately for Netanyahu. And, uh, well, can Israel uh, afford to, shall we say, upset their biggest ally at this stage. Well, this is a, a growing issue and one that is of great concern. The United States is Israel's strongest ally. Yesterday, you and I spoke about the U.S. ambassador to Israel, Thomas Nard, saying that um, we are expecting an invitation to Netanyahu to be invited to the White House uh, as soon as after Pesach. Now, last night, in an impromptu address to the um, media, uh, President Biden said that he urges um, the Prime Minister to abandon or walk away from the current overhaul law, saying that we're concerned about democracy and that he doesn't think that there'll be an invitation anytime soon. He says Israel cannot continue down this road. Uh, the administration have also had to correct uh, a series of rumors which started uh, being spread by Yair Netanyahu, that's the Prime Minister's son, mm-hmm. blaming interest groups, he will call them, in the United States 
for funding, for egging on the protests. Not only is that grossly insulting to the United States and patently untrue, it also takes away from the agency of Israelis to decide for themselves whether or not um, uh, 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 we support or, or, or protest the proposed overhauls. I've just got here a uh, press release coming in. Uh, Yariv Levine vows to pass overhaul when the Knesset resumes, and this is why uh, you're seeing a lot of doubt increasing. But back to the United States. Uh, Netanyahu responded basically by saying, you know, we won't bow to pressure. Basically, you know, mind your own business, uh, even from best friends. And, and interestingly enough, a short while ago, Vice President Kamala Harris also weighed in, saying we're concerned and we're watching closely. And um, uh, I'm not proud to give you the response of um, uh, members of our government. We had Itamar Ben-Gavir saying the United States should remember we are not a star in their flag. Uh, as National Security Minister, you should understand this is our biggest and most important ally. The Prime Minister trying to allay fear saying the bond is unshakable, but Benny Gantz, the leader of the National Unity Party, saying that uh, you know, we, this is a wake-up call, an urgent wake-up call, and uh, any harm to U.S. ties is a, a strategic hit. So we're seeing that, and I'm not even going to tell you what was said to a magazine by certain unnamed members of uh, 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 the Likud party who, who basically uh, made derogatory comments about President Biden saying that if a, an iron and a toaster ran against him, they would win. That is not how we speak about our allies and, 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 and certainly not when they are expressing a concern, a concern that many other allies mm-hmm. have shared. Roland, we're going to have to leave it there. I was hoping to squeeze in one more item to discuss with you, but perhaps maybe we can uh, expand on it tomorrow. Roland, thank you so much for bringing us the latest on what's happening in Israel right now. Roland Marks, our correspondent from Israel, telling us the latest on uh, what is transpiring in the Holy Land. Well, certainly uh, no shortage of events there, wouldn't you say?